A Consecrated Ministry, Part 1, by Ellen G. White. Editorial Note This is the first of a three-part series featuring A Consecrated Ministry, Chapter 34, from the Acts of the Apostles by Ellen G. White. While the author clearly had Seventh-day Adventist pastors in view when she wrote this chapter, the fact that it was included in a volume with an intended broad audience makes it readily apparent that Ellen White, her editors and advisors, clearly saw that this chapter had important implications for all disciples of Jesus, particularly elders, deacons, and deaconesses. This chapter highlights the value of a soul provides valuable counsel about the priorities of life and ministry, and inspires all readers to consecrated, selfless service. It has been reprinted with the permission of the Ellen G. White estate. In his life and lessons, Christ has given a perfect exemplification of the unselfish ministry which has its origin in God. God does not live for himself. By creating the world and by upholding all things, he is constantly ministering to others. Quote, he maketh his son to rise on the evil and on the good, and sendeth rain on the just and on the unjust. End quote. This ideal of ministry, the father committed to his son. Jesus was given to stand at the head of humanity by his example to teach what it means to minister. His whole life was under a law of service. He served all, ministered to all. Again and again, Jesus tried to establish his principle among his disciples. When James and John made their request for preeminence, he said, quote, Whoever will be great among you, let him be your minister. And whosoever will be chief among you, let him be your servant. Even as the Son of Man came not to be ministered unto, but to minister, and to give his life a ransom for many. End quote. Since his ascension, Christ has carried forward his work on the earth by chosen ambassadors, through whom he speaks to the children of men and ministers to their needs. The great head of the church superintends his work through the instrumentality of men ordained by God to act as his representatives. The position of those who have been called of God to labor in word and doctrine for the upbuilding of his church is one of grave responsibility. In Christ's stead, they are to beseech men and women to be reconciled to God and they can fulfill their mission only as they receive wisdom and power from above. Christ's ministers are the spiritual guardians of the people entrusted to their care. Their work has been linked to that of watchmen. In ancient times, sentinels were often stationed on the walls of cities, where, from points of vantage, they could overlook important posts to be guarded and give warning of the approach of an enemy. Upon their faithfulness depended the safety of all within. At stated intervals they were required to call to one another to make sure that all were awake and that no harm had befallen any. 
the cry of good cheer or of warning was borne from one to another, each repeating the call till it echoed round the city. To every minister the Lord declares, quote, O sons of man, I have set thee a watchman unto the house of Israel. Therefore thou shalt hear the word at my mouth, and warn them from me. When I say unto the wicked, O wicked man, thou shalt surely die, if thou dost not speak to warn the wicked from his way, that wicked man shall die in his iniquity. But his blood will I require at thine hand. Nevertheless, if thou warn the wicked of his way to turn from it, thou hast delivered thy soul. End quote. The words of the prophet declare the solemn responsibility of those who are appointed as guardians of the Church of God, stewards of the mysteries of God. They are to stand as watchmen on the walls of Zion, to sound the note of alarm at the approach of the enemy. Souls are in danger of falling under temptation, and they will perish unless God's ministers are faithful to their trust. If for any reason their spiritual senses become so benumbed that they are unable to discern danger, and through their failure to give warning the people perish, God will require at their hands the blood of those who are lost. It is the privilege of the watchman on the walls of Zion to live so near to God and to be susceptible to the impressions of his spirit that he can walk through them to tell men and women of their peril and point them to the place of safety. Faithfully are they to warn them of the sure result of transgression and faithfully are they to safeguard the interests of the church. At no time may they relax their vigilance. Theirs is a work requiring the exercise of every faculty of the being. In trumpet tones their voices are to be lifted, and never are they to sound one unwavering, uncertain note. Not for wages are they to labor, but because they cannot do otherwise, because they realize that there is a woe upon them if they fail to preach the gospel. Chosen of God, sealed with the blood of consecration, they are to rescue men and women from the impending destruction. The minister who is a co-worker with Christ will have a deep sense of the sacredness of his work and of the toil and sacrifice required to perform it successfully. He does not study his own ease or convenience. He is forgetful of self. In his search for the lost sheep, he does not realize that he himself is weary, cold and hungry. He has but one object in view, the saving of the lost. He who serves under the blood-stained banner of Emmanuel will have that to do which will call for heroic effort and patience endurance. But the soldier of the cross stands unshrinkingly in the forefront of the battle. As the enemy presses the attack against him, he turns to the stronghold for aid, and as he brings to the Lord the promises of the word, he is strengthened for the duties of the hour. He realizes his need of strength from above. The victories that he gains do not lead to self-exaltation. 
but cause him to lean more and more heavily on the Mighty One. Relying upon that power, he is enabled to present the message of salvation so forcibly that it vibrates in the minds. For bibliographical and biblical references on this article, and for much more content for elders and church leaders, please visit eldersdigest.org.